Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Thank you for joining me again on Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo. And tonight we're going to be back in the book of 2 Timothy, starting in 2 Timothy chapter 2 with probably one of my most favorite uh, passages out of all Paul's epistles. It's the second letter to Timothy in chapter 2. So I look forward to getting into it. Thank you for joining me again on this podcast. And remember, this is previously recorded. If you want to watch these live, you can check us out on YouTube and also on Facebook. Let This Mind Be In You on YouTube and Let This Mind Be In You Ministries on Facebook. Thank you. All right, and hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you on another Thursday night. And uh, I've just been over here checking to make sure that Facebook actually started up live this time, and it did, it looks like, so that's good. Um, I know my wife would have uh, given me a heads up if it hadn't, but I was uh, monitoring, and it is definitely live. We're live on YouTube, we're live on Facebook, and for those that are listening to the sound of my voice uh, on any of the podcast platforms, you're listening um, to a pre-recorded um, so you can check us out um, live on these uh, Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time, um, he, and we'll, we go through this uh, every week if we possibly can, um, where we're live and we study through the uh, different uh, epistles from the Apostle Paul, and uh, also we study through the book of Hebrews too, and you're like, well, Brother Mike, that's, that's one of the uh, Pauline epistles. Well, Go watch my Hebrew study if you want to see uh, what my thoughts are on that. So, but anyways, I'm I'm welcoming you here. Uh, thank you for joining me on Thursday night. I'm I'm in a, a kind of a strange mood. Um, I'm in a great mood. Obviously, you know this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, but it's just been it's been tiring at work, and just like anybody else, you know, you get up early and you work all day. But I'm thankful to be here right now and be able to study through probably one of my favorite portions of a letter. Uh, that Paul wrote, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to studying through it with you all. Before we get started, though, again, I always want to mention the, um, the, the email. Yes, the email, and that's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com, and you can reach me, and I, I get back as quickly as I possibly can on, on most, um, most video, or excuse me, most emails. I get back pretty quickly with people. Um, sometimes there's a lot to chew on, so it might take me a little bit longer, but I try to get back with as many people as I can. And, of course, uh, those that are watching, um, again, you're watching on either YouTube or Facebook. I really appreciate that. I do want to mention uh, just briefly, um, there's somebody that um, was a pretty big help to me about about five, six years ago on YouTube, and um, uh, Brother Brian has decided he's wanting to get off of YouTube which um, I commend him for his decision, but and um, and wherever he goes from there, I'm sure that the that he'll continue to teach and, and to preach. But um, at, for right now, I I have no plans to go anywhere, and I'm going to just keep preaching and teaching until they kick me off. So uh, that's just where I'm at right now. But uh, things could obviously change. Uh, but if you're checking me out live on the, any of these videos, I also have Odyssey or what's known as library. You can go check out these videos. They get uploaded pretty quickly. I haven't been keeping up with my Rumble account, but there's a Let This Mind Be In You uh, channel on Rumble. Um, I have all these things set up just in case I do get removed from certain platforms. I can just go ahead and get things spun up and started right away anyways. Uh, so that's what I have going on there. And then also all the audio podcast platforms, you can always listen to me uh, pre-recorded. I haven't tried doing any kind of live audio-only podcast yet, uh, but that's also a possibility. I have that set up as well. Um, so I just want to say hello to everybody that's here. I see you there. Hi, Voltage Beaver. I think that's my my buddy Jason. So it's good to see you, brother. And uh, Brother Ken over there on 
YouTube. And if you're watching on either YouTube or Facebook and you can follow along in the live chat, I try once we get started with the study, I try not to follow along with that um, too much and not trying to get distracted. But I do check it and uh, try to respond. But if you would, just leave me a comment like these two have already done on YouTube. And if you're watching on Facebook, leave me a comment and say hello. And I would greatly appreciate that as well. Um, let's see here. I think we're good to go. We're started. We got the audio going and everything like that. So that's, that's a fantastic start. Uh, praise the Lord for that. All right. Let's get the coffee going decaf of course because i got to work in the morning and on my these are stickers by the way uh a couple years ago a little interesting story a couple years ago or not that long after the logos and everything were designed by sister elizabeth up there in in maryland um i got these stickers made up and they're really high quality stickers and i started putting them on my coffee mugs and everybody always asked me oh you got these you know these specially made coffee mugs but these are actually stickers i have some and if you reach out to me on ltmbiy at yahoo.com and you really want one, you just leave me a mailing address and I will send you one. And um, I don't have that many left. I'm looking at them over there. I probably got about eight or ten over there left. So act quickly before supplies run out. <laughs> if you really want to let this mind be in you, it's a good reminder, especially with your morning coffee or whatever you choose to drink in the morning, to let this mind be in you. Let the mind of Christ be in you. Allow the Spirit to work and die to self. So, boy, I wonder if somebody is actually, I think I'm, I'm monitoring everything that should be all right. So just not very many people on Facebook, but um, shows about five or so on YouTube, which is great. So welcome um, to everyone that's watching and, of course, listening later on. So here's the coffee. As my friend Aaron Clark says, that's a professional radio move. So there's not dead air, and they know you're still there. Anyways, but you're watching, you can see me. But let's get started. And probably, like I said before, probably one of my favorite, uh, there's so many uh, passages in, in, in Paul's epistles and also otherwhere, elsewhere in scriptures that are obviously uh, great. It's all good. Uh, but this portion right here really kind of started driving home to me a few years ago about when I started going through what I call and other brothers up there I call like a reset and trying to have the mind of Christ, not having my own mind, but entering into the study of the Word of God and letting it speak for itself. And some of the things that really jumped out uh, when we were studying as a group um, about the the office of a bishop, and of course I have been through First Timothy already on the channel, but as I got into Second Timothy, this really started sticking out to me and... Um, having the mind of Christ, and as we studied through as a group of men up there and families about the confirming somebody and what how the importance of that is, we started coming to um, this second chapter of, chap of, of 2 Timothy, and some things just immediately started jumping out to me. So I'm going to share with those uh, tonight with you as we read down through the Word of God. So open up your King James Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we're going to be talking about faithful men and many other things that will be in this short chapter, okay? All right, let's get started. Starting at verse 1, it says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I have some exclamation points off to the side. Um, when I see that, he's, he's not imploring him to be strong in physical stature, or stronger in, you know, all these other types of things that you can think of, but strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Remember grace. Now, grace, as has been mentioned before many times, I'm not, I'm not the one that invented this saying, but it's God's riches at Christ's expense. Because of what Christ did for us, he reconciled us back to himself um, through the work of the cross, that blood shed for the remission of sins, that right there was grace. But he didn't stop there. He said he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. That's also grace, because he's also bestowed even more grace upon you that even, you know, you'll save from your sins, but also you're, you'll never die. The blessed hope, you will be, you're this corruption, this corruptible flesh that we are in 
imprisoned in really right now that our spirit within us groans, one day we'll put on incorruption because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He sent it into heaven and maketh intercession for us. He sent his spirit into the world to comfort us, to teach us all things. And Paul is just saying, just remember who you are. Be strong in and just completely grasp who you are in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. As has been mentioned here before, and as my brother Ken here uh, mentions to me as we talk back and forth a lot of things about the the beauty, the, the awesomeness of we are in Christ Jesus. The Bible uses the term flesh of his flesh, bone of his bones. We are in Christ Jesus. That's the grace. But not only that, he is in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory, uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the the simple fact that we are his body now in this world as we go about. We are his feet. We are his mouth. And so that ambassadorship, that it, you know, we are to give his word only, not our word, but the word of the king. And he's blessed us even more abundantly, so much more than we could even ask or think. He gave us the word, his word, preserved for us in the English language so that we can study, which we're going to see in this chapter. It's fantastic. I'm not always strong in the grace. I'm not always strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I often forget. I often just momentarily forget of who I am in Christ Jesus, and God forgive me for that. But I shouldn't be like, oh, just beating myself up. I should just remember and to be strong again because be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Thou therefore, my son, Paul's given him that encouragement. He's given that encouragement to be strong in the grace. Wow, what a statement. And then verse number two is fantastic. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. So Paul was given this, but, you know, there was others that were also strong in the grace because they knew the gospel of Paul and they knew what he was teaching and they were also witnesses, meaning that they were strong in grace. When it says that, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, so those many witnesses, I think of the Aquila and Priscilla, who was able to say to Apollos, hey, let me show you the way of God more perfectly. You know, and, and Apollos, of course, uh, received that good news, that gospel, and said, wow, this is, this is it. And that's one of the many witnesses, and there's many more. Um, but Timothy also was one of the witnesses we saw in chapter one where, you know, he placed by placing on of his hands, he says, stir up the gift of God, which was placed in thee. Um, as we saw that, uh, bringing in remembrance in verse number six, that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. So he was a witness to those things, those things, the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same the very same. Don't try to change it. Don't try to um, make it match the culture of wherever you're at or whatever. This is imploring us as he's imploring Timothy. The same. Commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Now, he's not telling Timothy, hey, make sure they follow this checklist, and then that's going to say that they're a faithful man. He's going to notice that these are already are faithful men. He's going to commit these things to faithful men, the ones that are already remembering to stay strong in the grace that is in, the, that is in Christ Jesus. The same commit thou to faithful men. Commit this information, this doctrine, this truth, the faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. You know, the, the thought of today, and this, this thing's run through my mind, and I don't know if this is a perfect way of putting it, but the thought of today of cultural Christianity, you know, here's the air quotes for those listening. The thought of is, is that you just go and you consume. You're a consumer of things. We're, we live in a consumer nation, right? It's a, you know, capitalistic consumer nation. And I'm not speaking about political things, don't get me wrong. But we've been... We've been given so much in this country. You know, the, the standard of living 
I've been all over the world. The standard of living here would just confound the 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 even a decently paid person in other countries. When they see the, how people that we would consider poor in this country live, they're astounded. Be absolutely astounded. I've seen people living in absolute squalor, all the way from Haiti all the way to Afghanistan, Iraq, and other parts of the world. And we're consumers. We want to go, we gather with a body of believers, and we want to go and just consume. Okay, you know, feed me. How about you go grow strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus? Be faith, Be one of these faithful men that you will be able to, as he says here, who shall be able to teach others also. Add the strength. The, be one of those many witnesses. And as the witnesses grow, because there's many, many, many witnesses down through the ages here, it should be today as well. Be one of those faithful men. The importance of the faithful men that are able to teach others also to bring out the, the, the knowledge that is in Christ Jesus. Thou therefore, verse number three, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now this is something that I can, I can definitely relate to. You know, in the physical sense. But we've been given a commandment from our commander, God himself, this grace that he's given us. Now, what are we doing with it? And as we read down through the rest of this, this more and more I read this chapter, the more and more I do, the more convicted I am. <laughs> and you'll see why in a moment if we get there tonight, and I pray we will. But thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. If you're like, wow, these things are too hard. Think about what he went through. I, I brought the, uh, the young people that I, I teach on Wednesday nights. I brought them through. We're going through Genesis. And not to teach them creationism versus evolution or anything like that, but to show them from the beginning and to show the love, I believe, that Adam had for Eve and that he wasn't deceived, but he knew fully well what he was doing. But he loved her and didn't want to be separated from her. And I gave kind of a comparison. It's, again, not perfect comparison, but the Bible does say the first Adam, and then it talks about the second Adam, Jesus Christ, and how he knew what he was getting into. He knew what his purpose was. He told his disciples, I, I'm going to Jerusalem to be crucified. And remember that when Peter was like, oh, not so, Lord. Hey, <laughs> no, this, that's not for you. You're not getting, what do you mean getting crucified? This is a different subject for a different day. But the point is, is that he knew he was going to suffer. And I took them through what an actual scourging actually kind of, that actually looked like, historically speaking. Uh, many times people say, you know, Jesus was beaten 39 times. Well, that's Jewish law, that it's 39 stripes save one. But the Romans cared nothing about that Jewish law. They beat Jesus with that cat of nine tails and ripped flesh from his entire body. And all those things he did, and, and bless, bless their hearts, you know, you know how teenagers are and, and, younger, and younger folks, they, had, they always have great questions. And one of them said, you know, as, as he's fully God, was he able to just turn off the pain receptors? And I thought that was an amazing question. And I told him, I said, no, he thirsted as we thirsted. He was hungry. He was tired. He was fully man, but fully God at the same time. He felt it all. Man, think about the grace. Think about what he endured for us. So thou, therefore... <laughs> Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Think about that. And think about the temporal versus eternal statement he's about to make here. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. If you're going into battle and you're worried about the things of this life, the things of this world, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. You've been born again. You've been placed into his body. You are a soldier. You've been chosen by him. He's, he said, I'm going to give you my spirit. 
He's indwelled you. You're a soldier of Christ now. Why are you entangling yourself with the things of this life? Boy, that's convicting to me. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. I, I wrote off to the side here, and, and again, we may have differences of opinion of this, but things that kind of that kind of spoke to me when I read this verse here. Okay, this is not a private interpretation in any in, in any shape or fashion. But when I read in verse number five, and if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. I wrote off to the side, no cheating, no easy way, no shortcuts. You got to strive lawfully. That's why it says later on here, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman. We'll read that in a second. So in the context of that, when I read verse number five, it's like I'm striving for these things. If I want to strive to be a true soldier of Jesus Christ, endure hardness as a good soldier. If I want to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and that I can commit to faithful men that they may be able to teach others also, if I'm going to be this man of God here, if I'm going to be that, there's no shortcuts. There's no easy way. There's no easy way about it. You're going to have to work. <laughs> well, I thought, you know, I, this life is, you know, in, in Christ Jesus, everything's going to be roses, right? Well, if you think about it, yes. However, you're going to endure this life as long as you're in it, as long as he keeps you in it. Therefore, be a good soldier. There's no shortcuts. You're going to have to work at it. And you might say, Brother Mike, what do you mean work at it? What I mean by that is, by working at it, you have to die to self. Paul says in one of his letters that I, I die daily. What does that mean? <laughs> that means you have to die to self. If that isn't work, if that isn't trying, like, <laughs> you got to remove yourself. Now, in our own, here's the, here's the interesting part. In our own strength, that's impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. Therefore, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. We have to die to self and let the Spirit reign. Stir up the gift of God. Let the Holy Spirit walk by that. Uh, that's amazing, but there's no shortcuts. So you're going to strive for, you're going to strive for masteries. You're going to strive in like this. And so verse five, really, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. You'll have the crown of life. You can also bring this tie in as well. You'll have the crown of life. You could be saved, born again. And as we're going to read the rest of this chapter here, you're going to see what this point that I'm going to bring out in a minute. But you got to strive lawfully. In his spirit, that's the gold, silver, precious stones that we will cast back at his feet anyways. The husbandman, verse number six, that laboreth must first, must be first partaker of the fruits. Think of the fruits of the spirit there. Make sure you're saved, you're in Christ, but then labor. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in some things. No, Paul says in all things. Well, how can I have, how can I just, you know, how can I have understanding? Well, the Lord, first of all, give thee understanding in all things. I really want to know my Bible, Brother Mike. You're going to have to work at it. What do you mean by that? You're going to have to study to show thyself approved, a workman. See, we're so lazy. We're so consumer-related that we entangle ourselves with this life so much, how can we uh, be a good soldier? How can we war successfully, spiritually speaking? Mm. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Paul simply saying, according to the good news that I'm bringing you, Jesus Christ, remember this, it keeps going, Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer. Now, Paul was saved, obviously, but there was things that he had to suffer and go through that 
Christ said that for the gospel's sake, I'm going to send you through these things. Excuse me. I'm going to send you through these things. So he did suffer shipwrecked, beaten, uh, you know, stoned to death. I mean, goodness. You know, I, my brother uh, Aaron says this sometimes. He's like, you know, boy, everybody talks about, man, I want to be the Apostle Paul. He's like, oh, boy, the things that he had to go through, I don't know. <laughs> you know, be brought into, like, all the understandings of the things that were a mystery and all these other kinds of things. Well, that's great, but he had to suffer. He absolutely suffered in this life as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Boy, don't we see that all through, like, you know, the Acts of the Apostles, you know, the later parts of Acts. You know, the, the gospel was not bound. He was plenty of times thrown in prison. But it didn't matter. The gospel wasn't. The good news was not bound. The word of God, especially, is not bound. Verse number 10, therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Now, um, if you just skim over this verse, you see the word elect, and people want to dwell on elect. I, I personally think, again, there could be differences of opinions here, but I, I wrote off the side here, Israel. Remember Paul said in Romans 9, that for the elect, you know, like he for his brethren in the flesh, that he would be accursed if they would just be saved. Seems like that is what he's talking about here, too, because he says, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. There's some things I would uh some things I would bring out about this, but we don't have a lot of time. But just think about that, who that elect is right there. Because remember, just like when I talked about in the Millennial Reign series, saints aren't always, you know, body of Christ, the, the dispensation of grace, saints, okay? It's sometimes talking about saints of the Old Testament, and sometimes it's talking about the saints that were in Daniel's 70th week, okay? Uh, I think of Daniel 7, wear out the saints, you know? That's obviously not us. The gates of hell won't prevail against us, so, for, so forth and so on. Uh, that's another subject for a different day. It is a faithful saying, verse 11, getting back to it, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Again, he uses that same language in Romans as well, crucified with Christ. If you're in him, you've already been crucified. Your sins have already been forgiven because they were placed on him, and he died in your place. He took the wrath. He took the, the, the beatings and the, and, the, and the shedding of blood so that you wouldn't have to. Therefore, we're not subject unto wrath, as he says in other letters. If we're dead, if we be dead with him, okay, if it's, it's in his work on the cross, you know, the death, burial, and resurrection, uh, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, now, Again, I went through this in the Millennial Reign series, and I'm not going to dwell on that. You can watch those videos if you like. But if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Once again, things that I address in the Millennial Reign series. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. So let's just use this and, and, try, to, and try to think about this. You believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's death, burial, resurrection. You come as a contrite, broken sinner, the whole nine yards, it, all that stuff. But yet you go through different periods of time, and maybe you walk afar. I have a video on that, too. Remember who you are. Or look up that one. But the point is, is that he remains faithful. Because salvation, it was not because of things that you did. It was through him in the first place. Look at that again. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. If you are in his body, this is the eternal security question that people always want to bring up. First of all, I talk about sealed until the day of redemption. I always ask the question, when's that day? And I have yet to heard somebody that says you can lose your salvation explain to me when that day is. Besides the point, take him to this as well. Yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. What does that mean? It's because if you are his flesh and his bones, as Paul clearly says that we are, we are the body of Christ. If that's the case, he can't deny himself. 
Isn't that amazing? Now, there will be lost rewards and so forth and so on. That's, that's not what the subject's about. But think about that. He cannot deny himself. When I look at that, I say to myself, well, thank you, Lord. That gets me stronger in the grace that is in, in Christ Jesus. Make sense? Verse number 14, of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them. Remember what we cited uh, many times in here. Charging is a very strong command. I charge you. You know, it's not like, hey, I'd really like if you would go over here and do this. This is, I charge you. Do this. Put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit. Please, please, please listen to this. But to the subverting of the hearers. Then it gets into the, this famous verse. But let's read verse number 14 again. Of these things, what things? The things that he just got done talking about. Put them in remembrance so they can be strong in the grace charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, the vain, vain janglings, the, uh, the, the, the wives' tales, the fables, and all these kind of things. Put them aside. Those have no profit. Those are words empty, words of no profit. But to the subverting of the hearers, it will mess some people up. Boy, I really want to talk about this one particular subject, and, and people want to fixate. I'm not going to bring up anything. Okay, that's not what I do here. But just think of yourself, think to yourself, what should I be strong in? Is it on these side issues, things of this world and so forth and so on, politics and this, that, and the other thing? Or upon the grace, strong in what? The grace. It subverts the hearer if you are about these other things. Look at it again. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive, strive not. Striving means forcefully going after something. Let's strive together. We're really giving it all we have. Strive not about the words, about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearer. That's all that it does. And then it says, verse number 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. If it's not found in here, don't need to be strong in that, okay? Strong in grace. These epistles probably need to be pretty strong in that, okay? Rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, people want to just get, there's a lot of people that just don't want to say that this verse means what it means. But it does mean rightly dividing the word of truth. Place it in its proper context. Don't try to pull things that are not meant for you and say, those are mine, give me. If it says it for somebody else, don't try to say, those are mine. Those don't belong to you. Rightly divide the word of truth. That's still truth. If you get, grasp what I'm saying, if something was given to the nation of Israel, that is truth. But that's not your truth. It was given to the nation of Israel. To the body of Christ, if it was given to you, that's yours. Claim it. <laughs> Grace. Isn't that fantastic? Because in the very next breath, Paul says again, but shun profane and vain, empty babblings. I think of Ecclesiastes when, you know, Solomon talks about vanity. All these things of this life is just vanity. If it's of the world, it's the temporal stuff, it's vain. Vain babblings is empty. Doesn't do anything but subvert the hearer. For they will increase unto more ungodliness. Wow. Ungodliness? It'll subvert people and get them and increase unto more ungodliness. Less mind of Christ, more of their mind. Boy, this really got a hold of me a few years ago. And when it did, it really, it really messed it up. It really just, like, hit me square between the eyes. And uh, I see a comment over here. It's all instruction in righteousness. Yes, absolutely. There's still things, instruction in righteousness, that are for the, but rightly divide. And then when you get down to here, but shun profane babblings. Profane is just, you know, somebody's being profane. 
and prof- using profanity. It's just, it doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't do anything. It's, it's not even, I don't know, like there's a, I know I looked it up in the Webster's 1828 before the profane, but it's just nothing. It's empty. Just like it says in vain babblings, empty words. For they will increase unto more ungodliness. Notice he mentions somebody here. And their word will eat as doth a canker of whom is Hymenus and Philetus. Seems like there was some people there, Hymenus and Philetus, that were vain talkers. They just talked babblings. Subverted a bunch of hearers, though, didn't they? They were striving unto all these other things, but they didn't want to put in the work, rightly dividing the word of truth. It's interesting. Because it says truth in the very next thing, talking about Hymenus and Philetus. Just let the word of God talk for itself. Look, verse 18. Who concerning the truth have erred? Saying, this is what they are obviously saying, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. It really rocked a lot of people saying the resurrection is past already. I think of Thessalonians. You think of those those scriptures there where Paul's like, man, you guys, you guys, I've told you this before, and you somebody's subverting you. Guys like this Hymenus and Philetus subverted the the hearers and and just rocked people all the way down and shook the faith of, of some. Nevertheless, no matter what men try to do to this word, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. We have a more sure word of prophecy. We have even more sure of a word than those that walked with Jesus Christ. We have the foundation, the rooted and grounded in truth, the word of God, revealed, obviously, with these 13 books, these epistles, these letters that Paul wrote to us. Fantastic stuff. The foundation of God standeth sure. Having what? This seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Now, that's very strange. This next portion right here, I want to be very careful and just get everybody to understand what I'm about to say. This is why, one of the main reasons why I stopped trying to say this person here is lost, this person here is saved. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Now, we can know people, you know, we can see the ends of their conversations, and we can be persuaded, as Paul was about Timothy. I'm not disagreeing with that. However, the Lord knoweth for sure. Them that are his and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So there's a good indicator. They depart from iniquity. Does that mean they live a sinless life, Brother Mike? No, not, a, not by any means. Paul even says he couldn't even live a sinless life. But if you name the name of Christ, depart from iniquity would be something that would probably be a pretty good indicator. Okay? I just wanted to bring that up. I just want to be very careful. And that's why I've always really tried very hard to not say this person over here is lost, this person over here, because I used to be that way. But I'm telling you, this this certain passage of this of this letter has really knocked me for a loop in a lot of ways because I let it say what it says. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ, so if you say you're his, depart from iniquity. And this is an interesting part here. I want you to read this with me. So let's follow along in verse number 20. But in a great house, okay, the body of Christ, this temple, the great house, the overarching, the body of Christ, the house, the house of the Lord. In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver. That should ring kind of familiar, gold, silver, precious stones but also of wood and of earth, wood, hay, and stubble. Isn't that interesting? I really, I've read this passage so many times, but I think I focused more on the, on the first part, portion of chapter two, and maybe somewhat towards the end. 
But when I started reading back through this again, studying and preparing for this, this really jumped out at me and really convicted me. Because if you read this in context, let's keep reading what it says. But also of wood and of earth. Now, they're in the house. Does it not say that? In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. There was many times, listen to me carefully, many, many times, I've been in, I've been in this great house for a while. Thanks be to God. I've been in this great house, but I was not, I'm not always, and for many years, I was this vessel of wood and earth, some to dishonor. I was dishonoring this house. Hmm. Verse number 21, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, die to self, have the mind of Christ. Remember who you are. You're in his body and he is in you. You are his body. Remember who you are. That'll help purge himself from these. He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use. You want to be a good soldier? It's going to be a lot of work. Die to self. Well, that don't sound too hard. You know, I, I, I'm a selfless person, really. I peradventure to say that uh, I would seriously doubt that. We're all selfish. To what varying degree? It's how much you work at dying to self through the power of the Spirit. Isn't this fantastic how this all works together? And look what it says, meat for the master's use. You want to be used? It's going to be a lot of work. Don't be entangling yourself and warring with the things of this. You know, if you want to war a good warfare, you want to be a good soldier, don't entangle yourself with this life. Phew. Sanctified and meat for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Brothers and sisters that are listening to my voice or watching me right now, <laughs> I don't know about you, but this is just punches me in the gut every single time I read it. Flee also youthful lust. When I was a child, I spake as a child, those kind of things, flee youthful lust. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. With them, who's them? Those vessels within the house, both of those vessels that may be dishonoring things right now and those that are gold, silver, that are honoring. Wow. With them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart, the contrite heart. Remember, is prayer necessary for salvation? People get wrapped up in, oh, what do I say? You know, let it come out of a pure heart, <laughs> the contrite heart. That's why I said, is prayer necessary for salvation? It shows a repentant heart. It's going to happen. I don't get wrapped around the axle. People want to talk about which happens first. The, you know, the chicken and the egg argument happens at the same time, okay? And I, I, I think I showed that in that video. Is prayer necessary for salvation? You can check that out. But think about this. With them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart, Again, reminding him that there's vessels, different types of vessels within this house. But, have you know, follow after righteousness, faith, charity, peace within that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do gender strifes. Brethren, sisters out there, I've seen this way too much. And who I've seen it out of is me. Verse number 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive. I'm supposed to strive. I'm supposed to work. I'm supposed to go after righteousness and yes, but must not strive. Strive not after these vain things, but be gentle unto only those within the house. No. Unto all men. All, I didn't take Greek, you know me, 
I just know what the term in the English language means when it says all, which, by the way, let's see here, checking notes, checking notes. In the Greek, all means all as well. All men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Now, I'm going to stop here. We're to be, we, people think that we're just in those ones in the house. But remember, it just said all men. That's all. Gentle unto all men. Teaching truth, though. You, don't, you can't say you love somebody if you don't give them the truth. That's not, you need to be speaking truth in love, okay? Be, you can't separate the two is what I'm trying to say. But be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, Patient with the lost, Brother Mike? Yes, but also patient with brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, how do we know if they're brothers and sisters in Christ? Well, can't really know. The Lord knows. Um, they're going to be wanting to shun and, and put away all this iniquity, depart from it and all this kind of stuff. Will they always do that? No, neither do you, neither do I. Be patient. Be patient in teaching. But also those that are without I think of Colossians 4. Let your speech be always with grace. Always with grace. Seasoned with salt. Patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Maybe they're in Christ, but they impose themselves because they're about this vain talking and striving for these other things that do not matter, the emptiness of things. Get them back to be strong in grace. But also those that are without the house, Instructing those that oppose themselves. They oppose themselves. Because look what it says here. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. And that they may recover themselves. Now, we know that no man can save themselves. But what they can do is at that moment of salvation, they can die to self for the first time. And say, Lord, be merciful to me. Die to self. Come to the end of their righteousness. Out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. See, the devil's will, obviously, is to take God's created beings, man and women, that God created in his image from the beginning, that he loved so much, he wanted that fellowship with them. He loved them so much that he created them, even fully knowing that he would have to come and die for them to make that fellowship, to reconcile them back into himself. That's his will. He's not willing that any should perish, right? He's wanting all to come to him. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but he committed his love towards us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The snare of the devil is, is that you are good enough. The pride of self. Yeah. Die to self for the very first time. Come to the end of yourself and understand that you can't be good enough to stand in the presence of God. Only God can reconcile you back to himself, and he already did that for you if you would just accept that. Come to the end of yourself. The repentant, repentant heart that that broken and contrite heart, that spirit that's broken and finally says, I can't. You're right. I cannot save myself. The only one that can is, is Jesus Christ, God manifest in flesh, that died to reconcile us back to him so that we could be in fellowship with him again. We can be back in him and him in us so that one day the blessed hope happens and we are once again created back into his image of a perfect body, soul, and spirit. Man, it's fantastic. But they're taken captive by him at his will presently. So be patient. Give them truth. Be strong in grace. And I'm just trying to teach that others may be able to teach others also. Get around men and women in your local area. Get together. Become strong in the grace. Because there's a dying world out there that are ensnared by the devil and his will.
which is to take God's creation, as many of them as he can, just take them all that he can with him. That's his will. That's not God's will because he made a way of escape. And that's, and that's why I enjoy 2 Timothy 2 so much. You know, I, obviously 2 Timothy 2 in verse number 15 is, is one of the, you know, for dispensational believers, that's one of their key go-tos. <laughs> but this is an entire letter. It's not just one portion of that letter. And in studying it in that aspect of all the way through the context of what he's talking about in this portion of this letter, just a simply, simply amazing. Boy. Uh, so we got about maybe 10 minutes to go. Let's, uh, let's go check the comments. And let's see here. There we go. Let's check the comments over here. And let's see here. Well, quite a bit. Hey, Brother Daruna is here on YouTube. Hello? Oh. Brother Ken and Brother Daruna talking back and forth here. I don't see anything starting out with question here, so... Let's see here, just just kind of checking, perusing down through here. I think uh, the brethren are talking back and forth here. Okay, so I don't see any. I don't see any questions. Um, just some comments and general preach and everything like that. Amen and amen. Okay. Hey, Brother Tony Ledbetter, I hope you're still on uh, Facebook. Um, like I said, I don't follow along, so hopefully you're still here, brother. And um, I've been praying for Sister Kim, and uh, I guess she had some medical procedures, and, you know, obviously you don't have to say anything right now, but um, I pray that she is well. Oh, yes, you're still here. Good. Great. There's a little bit of a delay, so... Oh, Brother Druna is going off to eat. Yes, sir. Well, brother, thank you so much uh, for joining, and, and thank you for uh, for taking some time down here. And uh, Brother Michael, appreciate you, brother. All right, so Brother Tony's over here. We had quite a bit of people, it seems like, that have tuned in to Facebook tonight and YouTube, so praise the Lord for that. That's good, always good to see. I hope that uh, this Facebook has also been shared. I might be on different um, different groups, so I might need to check those comments. Let's see if I can. Uh, Brother Otis, hey, I, I don't know if you're still on here, but uh, thank you for joining me on Facebook. Uh, how do I see? Oh, I guess I would have to check this out. There's a bunch of people that have shared it. Okay, so I'm, I'm on a bunch of different, uh, I think I've been shared to different ones. So I'm not sure if I can actually see comments on these other ones. The only one I could see it on is my main channel. But uh, that's okay. And also, if you're on uh, watching on Facebook on the discussion group, so Let This Mind Be In You uh, Ministries, Let This Mind Be In You on, on Facebook also has... Let's, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries has its, its a Facebook page, but we also have a discussion group. Uh, where it's a little bit more, um, you know, you have to answer a few questions. And um, so we want to be very careful who we bring in there. But that's a, a place for people to share uh, prayer requests and um, thoughts of things that they've been reading through and some ask some questions. Um, but it's a little bit more private. Um, so look at look into that discussion group if you'd like to be a part of that. And that's on Facebook. They don't really have um, too many options like that on YouTube at all. Um, and, and I mentioned this earlier, the only reason why I'm staying on YouTube, and again, I mentioned brother Brian is, is leaving, you know, the reason why I'm get I, I stick around is just because it's the ease of it. Um, if they want to kick me off, they, they kick me off and they give me community strikes or whatever. Um, uh, but it's just the ease of it. And it also feeds directly. I can go live. There's not too many platforms that you're allowed to, that you can have the ability to go live on, uh, that are free. Okay. So as of now, um, you know, obviously all this is self-funded, even though there is people that praise the Lord, they do donate little, uh, little bits where they can. And every time that happens, I'm so appreciative that people do that. I don't ever mention it on here 
because I'd rather be self-funded, to be honest with you, um, by preference. But if people want to donate, I'm so thankful for that. Praise the Lord for you. Uh, that helps to offset the cost of internet and also my streaming services and, and all the equipment and so forth and so on. But um, I really appreciate that. Uh, but like I said, these platforms are free, and that's why I stay on them for the time being. So, But um, I need to go back over here to see. This is probably going to make a lot of noise here. Oh, see? There we go. Anyways, all right, well, we're, we're drawing close on time here. So I will wrap this up by saying go back over 2 Timothy chapter 2. So many times as dispensational believers and, you know, study the show thyself approved, you know, a workman and the needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And, boy, we want to stick with that. But look at all the stuff, that, the, the doctrine, all the truth that could be found in and around all that. Um. Just fantastic and, and so convicting to me. So uh, go back through that and as as you as you can, and we'll be in Second Timothy chapter three next time. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, hey, I just wanted to say thank you for joining me here on Let This Mind Be in You. Um, it, it really does. It is really encouraging to me that there's anybody that watches live and anybody that watches or listens after this gets posted. It, that's amazing to me. And, but what I want to point you to, what I want to strengthen you in, what I want to equip you in is truth. And be strong in the grace. Forget about these striving for these vain things of life and striving after questionable things. They're just going to subvert the hearer. They're just going to confuse people. Be strong in grace. And then, you know, if a couple of brothers want to get together and discuss these uh, kind of fun topics or something like that, you know, one-on-one, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I don't see anything wrong with that. But that's not what we should be striving about. I hope that helped you tonight. It certainly helped me going through it again. And so I just want to say goodbye to all those that are watching on YouTube. Thank you for watching, Brother Ken. Of course, Brother Daruna, uh, you, you showed up here, Brother Michael. I appreciate that. And uh, my friend Jason um, checked in earlier. I'm not sure if he's still here, uh, but that's okay. And anybody else that didn't want to leave a comment to say that you're here, I also appreciate you being here, especially if you're just kind of watching and kind of seeing what this, this program is all about. We're just striving to have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. And uh, that's what we're about. And if you're without the house, so to speak, as you went, as we talked about tonight, if you have never come to that moment where you've come to the end of yourself and know that there's nothing you can do to save yourself and put your faith in what he did for you, God manifest in flesh, reconcile. He made a way to reconcile you back to himself. He died on a cross for you. He died for the sins of the world. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, he talks about, according to the scriptures, he was crucified. He was, he was, he was killed for our sins. Not his sins, ours. And he rose again on the third day. He was buried and rose again according to the scriptures on the third day proving that he was God. If you never come to that moment, please reach out to me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I'd love to talk to you. And uh, even if we could set something else up. But if you're searching, you're seeking, and you know, you know that you have never come to that moment, and the Holy Spirit of God is drawing you right now, convicting you of your need, to be in the body of Christ. It's a wonderful place. The house is awesome. If you're being convicted about that, please don't wait. We're not promised tomorrow. Life is fleeting. It's but a vapor that appears for a moment and vanishes away. Don't put it off. 
you can you can absolutely you know what what do I even say? Just come to the end of yourself and cry out to God. If you come to that place and put your faith in Him, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He's going to do it. He won't cast anybody out. Hmm. So please take care of that today. All right. So thank you for joining me on YouTube. Uh, there's a Sean C. Uh, thank you for joining me as well over there on YouTube. And also there was on Facebook. And then here in a little while, when I get the uh, rendered, uh, the audio portion of the podcast, you'll be listening to that as well on all the major platforms. So I look forward to seeing you next week, Lord willing. And uh, remember, let this mind be in you. Have the mind of Christ. Stir up the gift of God. Die to self. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. And have a great night.